You're listening to Cross the Line 1524, the Common Man's Podcast. Well, I came here with just one drink. That's all I got now, don't you think? That's right. That's how it all gets started here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. Just one drink. Welcome to Cross the Line 1524. We're recording with a live audience as usual. Sit back, relax, and join Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, and myself, Alan Stanger, for the Common Man's Podcast. Cross the Line, 1524. So welcome to our podcast that we did with Rocky Boyman at Batesville Liquor Co. Rocky, of course, is a former NFL player. Is an afternoon host on WLW Radio as well as an ESPN analyst at times. I need to apologize ahead of time to all our listeners. Uh, We had six headset microphones going at one time and a PA so folks there could hear it. Uh, And quite honestly, the producer slipped up and didn't quite make sure all the levels were correct until he got back home at the studio and said, oh, crap. So bear with us. It's a great interview. It's just not up to the audio standards you're used to hearing from us. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Rocky Boyman. I see it. (laughs) All right, we're ready to go. Except that we're not at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy. We're at Batesville Liquor Co. of Batesville, Indiana. That's right. How's everybody doing out there tonight? All right. So I'm Alan Stanger with Dwayne Bischoff. Jeff Montag. Ruben Hunt. And our special guest. Rocky Boyman. How we doing? And Mike Gardner. Yeah, Mike forgot to put his in. Oh, and Terry. I think they're going to share down there. Okay. Go ahead, Terry. All right, everybody. If you are going to want a book or something signed, I have numbers. So after we're done with the podcast, we'll call a few up at a time to um, meet with Rocky, get the book, etc. Uh, in the meantime, if your number's not there, you can try some wine, try some bourbon, do some shopping, ask questions, whatever. Uh, what you're going to do is you're going to pay for the book up at the register. They're going to give you an extra receipt that you will hand to Rocky, and then Rocky will talk with you from there. There you go. All right. Thank you for coming very much. Thank pleasure. all of you for coming out. This is this, this is really all right. Everybody was really excited. <laughs> so I want to make sure and thank Jay for getting this all set up. Jay works here for us. So thanks, Jay. And have fun, guys. Sounds good. Thanks, Rock and roll. So first of all, your red hair. I got to tell you. I used to. I just want to tell you. This is what you got to look for. Gotcha. That's what I have to look for. It's not bad, though. Salt pepper, right? Exactly. Exactly. You know, Santa Claus. He had red hair, Chris Kringle. So there you go. There yeah. you go. So first of all, everybody here knows your history. Uh, Super Bowl winner with Indianapolis Colts. That's me. It's on WLW Radio now. Yep. Does some ESPN stuff. Still don't know how to wear a headset mic yet, though, right? <laughs> That's right. I, I think I've done this before. It took me a few minutes to get this on, but uh, I think we're cooking now. So you're here promoting your book, Rocky's Rules. So yeah. let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. First, I, I want to thank Jay as well, Jay Fullercamp, for, for he's kind of the one, the first one that reached out to me and, and got me here and uh, made such a nice setup. So thank you very much and uh, the opportunity to get out and meet some folks. I, that's one of the fun parts about my job being on the radio is getting out there. Unlike Willie Cunningham, who doesn't like to get out with the people. <laughs> I the like people's man isn't out with the, man, the, with the people. Yeah, the man of the people doesn't, yeah, doesn't leave his house, right? <laughs> so I like to get out and, and see folks. Uh, it's cool for me, too, because you know, I live in Harrison, which is I mean, I live, I'm like a, like 25 yards from Indiana. I'm this close to being <laughs> part of your guys' state. My folks live in, uh, they, they live out in St. Leon there, so I'm very fairly familiar with the area, and uh, so uh, some good people out here, and uh, yeah, Talk some folks, talk about cool. the book, and chat with you guys. Well, awesome. So what made you decide to write a book? It's one of those things, like, I, you know, I, I, I think everybody maybe at some point in their life thinks, that'd be cool to write a book, and, and I have all throughout my life. And But it always comes down to, 
what the hell am I going to write about, right? Like, it's not something easy to do. There's been a million subjects that have been written about and that sort of thing. Um, but, but this kind of started, like, the, the, the genesis of the book was, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty principled guy, right? I, I think you got to live your life. you got to have some pillars, right? you got to have Correct. some things you hold on to to keep you straight as, as life starts to happen. So over the course, ever since I got out of the NFL, and especially the last two, three years, you know, someone pop up my head and like an ideal that I feel like I stand for and, and I'd, I'd write it down or I'd send myself a text message or a voice memo or something. So over the years, I built up like pages and pages of just these ideas and principles and why I believed them and boom, boom, boom. And then one day it was like, that's it. That That's what I, I feel like I should write on, especially now with, you know, the country, you know, things are kind of crazy. I think now more than ever we need to be grounded. Agreed. Um, so yes. so that was going on. And then there's also a book. Um, you guys ever heard of the uh, – uh, he's a psychologist, Jordan Peterson. Yeah, yeah, very yeah. – Fantastic. Right? Interesting. The dude is smarter than smarter. <laughs> well, he wrote a – hey, how you doing, brother? Because, um, he wrote a book called 12 Rules for Life. And if you've ever read it, it it's good, but – I understood about 80% of it, or maybe 20% of it, right? It's, it's pretty wonky. But I started thinking, well, what are my rules for life, right, kind of thing? And that's kind of how I came up with the book and some of those principles and wrapped in that package there. And a lot of the things come from you know, my experiences in the NFL and competing and you know, failures mostly and some successes along the way. And that's kind of how the book came about. Well, fa- failure is part of success. 100%. I, I tell my son all the time, like, you don't learn anything in life through a success. You usually right. you learn through a, a failure, you know, and success can be good because it it helps you build confidence, and confidence is an important thing, too, but also failure teaches you the right way and the wrong way and, and how to how you got to correct things throughout your life. So, yeah, those are the most important uh, important lessons. And, yeah, if you want to read about a bunch of successes of Rocky Boyman, this book's not for you. That's not, you wanna, this is not the yeah, book. Yeah, if you want to read about some failures and some probably some common things that, that I feel like people probably slip so, up on, that's the that's, So that's a question I have for you is, to, to sit and write a book, I mean, what's the hardest thing you felt when you sit down and actually said to start writing a book? What what took you to get you to the next level of putting it to paper? Yeah, that's you kind of just start broad and work down, right? You right. know, you, again, like I said, I got all these ideas, and you start thinking about this and that one, and okay, let's elaborate on that one. Well, where, where, why do I believe that? Well, I think back to a story, uh, something that happened to me. Then you start describing that and being descriptive and and that sort of thing, and just over time and yeah, I, I obsessed over it, man. I really did. And I'd say the thing I'm proudest most about it is I wrote every single word in it. There's not a ghost writer. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of people that, that get somebody that they tell them a story and they write it. Like, I, I wrote it, and I wrote it as the common man speaks. You know what I'm saying? It's not full of a bunch of, you know, crazy words and stuff like that. Uh, so, yeah, I just kind of formulated like that and went on. Yeah, yeah and, uh, I mean, the nice thing about it, I, I've read it. It's not a novel. Yeah. So you don't get lost in it. You can flow through it. So you're you're short and to the point, I think. Yeah. And uh, yeah, you know, common man's book. It's just it's just get me get me the, what I what I need to see. Well, well to that point, I I mean, my bookshelf is filled with books that are 400 pages long that right. I've read half of. You know what right. I mean? So I, I was like, if I'm gonna write a book on something, and this one you can. You can start at the beginning. You can start at the end. You can start right in the middle. It's you know, it's kind of one of those. Every chapter is kind of its own contained thing. So, right, yeah. right. Yeah, and you talk about it, the common man. I mean, that's that's our pilot common man podcast, and that is what this is. It's just anybody can read it, understand it, and it's kind of like a coach's book. It's right. quick and to the point. Tells you what you need to know, and you know, and how to grow from whatever experience you're looking for. Yeah, it's, you know, the subtitle is you know, a playbook for becoming your best in challenging times, and everybody faces challenging times. Uh, obviously, the last two years have been, and people have lost folks with COVID and been locked down, and you know, it's been nuts, right? So that's just one thing among many challenging things that people go through and i think it's 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 a good one for um you know folks you know older people middle-aged people you know kids i think also can get something out of it you know it's just a joy to write and enjoy to talk about is is there one of the rules that stands out most yeah, to you I, and, and i'll actually tell you know, one of the stories um that i that i really really enjoyed was um you know, chapter three is called um, "Take Care of the Details." Okay, and I, and I think that's one of the you know, something that you have to do because, especially in today's world, things can are happening so you know so so crazy, right? Things are, you know, and we got these damn 
curses in our pocket, right, where we, we get kind of our judgment kind of clouded. And um, uh, just a quick story. Uh, so this is the year after we won the Super Bowl, okay? So this is like, um, say, April of 2007. And uh, going into my second year with the Colts, my, what, sixth year overall, yeah. And uh, Tony Dungy brings all of us into the team meeting room, okay? And, um, and he puts he puts the uh, puts the, uh, the Super Bowls on, right? He puts the the first play we scored. Peyton Manning hit a Reggie Wayne, what, 50 yards down the sideline for our first touchdown, right? So so he's putting the play, and he rewinds it a couple times, and we're all sitting there, rewinds it, and he goes, "What happened on this play? Somebody tell me what happened." You know, and somebody raises their hand and says, "Well, you know, Peyton Manning did a good job of you know avoiding the rush, kind of stepping back and off balance, throwing the ball in a driving rainstorm." Good answer, but not the answer. What else? Well, the offensive line did a good job blocking, and that was able to help get the playoff. Okay, that's acceptable, too. Well, what else? You know, Reggie Wayne did a good job making a catch in the rain. And he said, because those are all good answers, but it's not the right answer. It's not the right answer for why this play worked. And he, and he went in to tell the story about how, you know, he and Lovey, you know, Lovey Smith was the coach for the Bears. And Lovey Smith told Tony Dungy after the game, he said, look, our main concern going to that Super Bowl was, you know, they had a good defense. And he said, we didn't want Peyton Manning dissecting our defense at the line of scrimmage, you know, and, and hearing our signals, right? So they went into that game with a wristband system, okay, where every, every player on defense had a wristband. And the coach on the sideline would go, you know, seven. And then you look down the wristband, you play call number seven. Right? One, go like that. So so there wouldn't be any checking, that sort of thing that Peyton could hear. He goes, what happened on that play was ten guys on the Bears' defense, okay, got the signal from the sideline, looked down, played the right defense. One guy, a professional athlete making millions of dollars, right. looked down and maybe he just carelessly looked or he wasn't paying attention. He played a different call. Blown coverage. Reggie Wayne's wide open down. So, so the point is, you know, we think it's, you know, Tony's point is we think it's big plays that make games, and, and, and those are important, of course, but his philosophy was always it's the teams that do the little things are the ones that win, the ones that don't jump off sides, the ones that don't, um, you know, hit the punter and get a penalty, the ones that, uh, you know, read the, the call and get right. the call right, that sort right. of thing. So that was just a such a poignant moment. It's like, you know, this is the Super Bowl, the biggest game in the world. And the reason why we won on that play wasn't because somebody made some unbelievable play. It was because a freaking NFL football player. Now, I, I could bring in a box of wristbands to everybody in this room right now and, and hold a signal up, and everybody in this room could say, you're good, tell me the right defensive play. So it, it's, it's a simple, it's an easy thing, right? So so I think the lesson is, again, is all there's so many distractions in our lives and we're half paying attention to this and somebody's texting us and then we got an email and somebody's sending me a Twitter thing, you know, we get distracted. And, again, whatever our job is, you know, focus on the, just those little mundane details. If you get good at the mundane, small stuff, the bigger stuff seems to take care of itself. So, I mean, that's yeah. just one of the kind of my lessons. Well, the, in, you know, the life human of, side yeah. of quality is error. I mean, right. That's just the, the way yeah. it is in life, right? Exactly. Yeah. And Rocky, I think exactly. to that point, I mean, the four of us are certainly in different professions than you are, but I think we all have that. I mean, I'm in a world of facility maintenance, equipment maintenance. Yeah. And I've always said, you take care of the little things, and the big things all, all most likely take right. care of themselves. Absolutely. And I think all these guys in their professions, you know, that's that's their yeah. point of detail like you're talking about. Ab absolutely. I mean, I, I talked in the book, too. Uh, uh, I don't know if you guys are NBA fans. I'm not, but... Um, J.R. Smith a couple of years ago in a in a playoff game, he you know grabbed a rebound and just dribbled the ball out because he thought and they're like it was, why wouldn't you just shoot the ball like you're right there right and they eventually lose the game. He thought the game was tied. It's like this is a professional basketball player that that no, didn't, didn't know to score the game. You know, like it's just not you know, like it's a scoreboard song. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. So right. Yeah, it's, right. it's a kind of books kind of filled with just kind of easy sort of things like that are just kind of constant reminders to yeah. folks yeah cool cool so talk to us a little bit about your transition from professional sports to broadcasting yeah that, that was an interesting one because you know like when i was young i never told everybody i wanted to go into broad told everybody i wanted to play football right i wasn't want to go to notre dame and be a captain and do all that and eventually make it to the nfl and i did that but you know, it's not a profession you can do forever, right? So I'm 30 years old, and it's like, well, what am I going to do now? Um, I was always, 
always considered myself a, a student of the game. I was never, a, you know, a pro bowler or, a, you know, some unbelievable player. But I was a good player. But I was knew what I was doing. I knew defense. I knew scheme. I studied, right? I studied the game. So I figured, well, that, that could be a skill set that could translate into, especially calling football games and doing football commentary of just, you know, knowing that game. And so that, that kind of was going. And I was trying a bunch of other things. And, um, you know, and then... I wound up, you know, I was calling, like, my high school's games on public access. I was doing stuff for them. I worked two years in broadcasting without making a nickel. And then probably another two years after that making a nickel, right? So, <laughs> so that's, that, that's kind of the thing you know, that I'm probably most proud about is, you know, again, like, how the business works. If Look, if you win a Heisman Trophy or you're a pro bowler, you come off the field, you go right on the desk, they give you a microphone and a check and say, go. That, that wasn't me. I mean, I was... I made I cut my teeth calling, you know, uh, Southwest Valley State versus blah blah blah, right? And and really kind of, but I was able to hone my craft. And then the, the talk radio stuff happened because you know talk radio you got to be versatile, right? You got to be kind of know a, right. a little bit about a lot right. instead of a lot about a little, right? <laughs> so I was I had experience in, in local government. I was a Green Township trustee, so I had understood politics and a little bit of that, and so. Willie would bring me on a show when we talk about that a little bit. Then he bounced the football, and he bounced over here. He bounces everywhere. And, um, yeah, just kind of started doing that and started working on that craft, and here we are. Good deal. So one of the reasons I asked you that question is we have a – he's not in the store because he's only 11, but we have <laughs> an 11-year-old football analyst. Really? Yes. And he's yes. very good. And he's nice. very smart. He's yeah. right behind So we're going to have him call in here and talk to you for a moment. Is there we go. There? Let's do it. We believe, he's, he's, we believe he's out there. My yeah. number, yes. Can we get him in the window here? Okay. Well, if he's either that, it's getting cold yeah. out, too, so he might be in the car. Yeah. But <laughs> we were trying to figure out a way to get him in here, but we couldn't get him to grow in age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I understand. Right. Lose some license. Sure. And roll oh, how are you? Good to see you. It's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. No, yeah. I didn't get to that part yet. So good to see you. I, know I mean, we used to hang out. Oh, yeah, I'll be around for a while. Good to see you. But, yeah, SJ has come on our podcast a few times and done – we did a before the season, let him do an analysis, and the kid is amazing, the things he knows and the okay. stats. And, and what he follows. He just follows uh, yeah. it so well. Can you hear us, SJ? Hello? Say yes. All you have right. to probably turn him way up. Can you hear us? Yes. All right. SJ, how are you, bud? Good. So, SJ, we got Rocky Boyman here with us. Sorry, you're not quite 21, so you can't come in. But <laughs> why don't you give uh, Rocky your rundown of how the Super Bowl went down? Yeah. Well, I think the, the offensive line for the Bengals couldn't handle the Rams. Defensive line had a really great game. And Keith and obviously did amazing. I wish it would be Jay, but if so, it's healthy to stay in that game. Uh, in the end, the Bengals defense couldn't stop the Rams. Eli Apple was not great. <laughs> the uh, bad play calling from Zach Taylor. Playing spot bad play, play calling from Zach Taylor. Down. I love it. You see, you got you got the first rule of talk radio down there. As you, you can't pull any punches, so good. Good stuff. No, I, I think you're on it, bro. I mean, that, that is what the game came down to. You talked about you not being able to block the Rams, and the Bengals did for the first quarter and the second quarter, and then after that, that was it was about over. So yes, yeah. that was so, a big issue, man. Any advice you give SJ as far as following his dream? Of- I, I, absolutely. I mean, the first uh, first thing I would say is as you're trying to get into this business, don't ever say no. Okay, if someone asks you, hey, can you come on my show and talk about this? Even if you don't know what it is or even know what you're talking about, the answer is yes. Okay, hey, can you come um, call this um, soccer game down here at the, at the, the, yes, the answer is yes. So the more you can expose yourself to all aspects of sports and of broadcasting, the, the, the better. You know what I mean? Because it's about experiences. Like most things in life, you don't learn it out of a book. You learn it through experience, right? If you're building uh, – I, I want my house built by the guy who's built houses, not who knows – who's read 20 books about it. You know what I'm saying? So just put yourself out there. 
keep gaining as much knowledge as you can. Educate yourself and, 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 and be relentless, man. Don't ever say no. All right, thank you. You got it, brother. Thank that you, was SJ. Cool. Thanks, SJ. Welcome. <laughs> that was neat. That was cool. Yeah. I mean, he's 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 breaks it down. We're sitting there talking about we're talking about uh, the draft, and he's talking about college players I've never heard of, and he's saying, "Yeah, Seattle ought to pick this guy because they need this guy." He's yeah. just amazing. Yeah, that's man. good. That's yeah. good. Unfortunately, he is a diehard Seattle fan. Yeah, <laughs> so Seattle. It did not work well for him this year. No, it hasn't in the past. Yeah. but uh, but no, that's good. Good selling. You're a great kid. So good deal. I know you've got books to sign for folks. Yeah, absolutely. we're going to hang around and podcast. We'll turn it down so it's not so loud. So. Okay. Um, but maybe before you leave, you can hop back on and say bye to everybody. Sounds good. No, it's been a pleasure talking with you guys. Likewise. Uh, thank you. Right. Cheers, we got some goodies for you for after a while, All right. too. Very so. good. Thank, thank you. Thanks, thank Rocky. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a short break while Rocky gets set up, and we'll be right back. Gilman Home Centers, with 14 locations in Indiana and Ohio, is your one-stop shop for all your ice melt needs. They got you covered. We got snowy weather. They got shovels. They've got ice melt. They've got it all there. Do you have a wood pellet stove by any chance? Somerset Wood Pellets. Some of the best wood pellets on the market. In fact, I'll say they are the best since I use them. Gilman Home Centers. That's all they have. Somerset Wood Pellets. Gilman Home Centers. You can check them out on the web at gilmanshomecenter.com for the nearest location to you. Looking for a Heisen side-by-side or ATV? How about a youth model Tau-Tau quad or dirt bike? Stop by Hoosier Power Sports at 7892 Schumann Road in St. Leon, Indiana, or visit our website at HoosierPowerSports.com for the latest inventory. We are the Tri-State's largest Heisen and Tau-Tau sales and service center with a large selection in stock all the time. Don't shop the other guys who just want you to leave a deposit and maybe you'll get a side-by-side sometime this year. We've got plenty in stock all the time. Hoosier Power Sports at 7892 Schumann Road in St. Leon, Indiana, or visit our website at HoosierPowerSports.com. Did you know that beef jerky is packed with protein and is considered a healthy snack? Check out Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Beef Jerky. 100% pure beef with no fillers or additive. MSG-free and most flavors are gluten-free. If you're eating jerky that has a reddish tint to it, give us a try and see what gourmet jerky tastes like. Our cuts of meat are from the brisket, not ground up, not processed, pure 100% beef. Our flavors include maple pepper, our original lakeside brisket. We have ghost pepper flavor. We have blazing beef sriracha flavor. Gotta try our speakeasy bourbon, our campfire barbecue, and our totally teriyaki flavor. Our favorite though is our old-fashioned maple bacon jerky. That's right, we have maple bacon jerky. You can find all of our jerky at all the Gilman Home Center stores throughout Indiana and Ohio at the Easy Stop Fuel Mart, State Route 46 in St. Leon, Indiana, and of course online at StangerSugarShack.com. Use discount code 1524 to receive a special 10% discount on any online order. Stanger Sugar Shack Gourmet Jerky, what jerky should be. All right, well, welcome back to Cross the Line 1524. And we got Rocky Boyman back here. What do you got in front of you there? So, uh, this is a healthy pour of bourbon here. I haven't had as much time to drink much of it and <laughs> talk with folks, but I'm, uh, I'm partaking well, so you, Just so you know, when we do our podcast, we normally have bourbon in front of us. So That's right. Good. Perfect. So what, do you, what, what kind of bourbon you got there? It's Buffalo Trace. There you go. A little Buffalo can't, Trace. Can't beat Good it, stuff. man. Can't beat it. So man. do you have a favorite bourbon? E.H. Taylor, small batch is probably my favorite. Yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome. So you a big uh, bourbon trail guy? You on the bourbon yeah, trail? Yeah, it's funny. So me and uh, see, yeah, me and my wife, my sister, and her husband about three or four, three years ago, we went down did did like four or five of them. And then last year, me, my brother-in-law, and my two buddies actually uh, most of them were here tonight and um, and checked out the store here. We went last year. We did um, four roses. Um, 1792, um, Woodford, and Heaven Hill. 
Nice. Yeah. Nice. So, so I've been to about eight of Oh, and Buffalo Trace. You always Buffalo go Trace. Right. So, uh, right. Like, yeah. yeah. So you, you mentioned they came out and checked out the store. Isn't this a great store? It's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, I, I, I got to tell you, I, I want to thank everyone at Batesville Liquor for having me out. This was above and beyond. I want to thank Jay and, and uh, Brad and Tara, everybody, man. This was a really cool experience and uh, very, very grateful. This, this is fun. Awesome. This is like so a bourbon candy. not that far from... Harrison. No, it's not. You know, it's two exits away. Really. No, it's not. I, trust me, I'll be coming out. I mean, I see your guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I see the selection you have, so uh, well, no, it, I'll definitely be out here. Yeah, if you go to the old school, though, you go to Tabby Liquor in Brookville, too. You get the old school liquor store there. There you go. There you go. <laughs> if you're ever traveling through there, you see the window. That's a neat place to look, okay. just to go in. Nice. That's Mike and Terry, yeah. Yep. It oh, is. Says you guys yeah. Put, well, yeah, yeah, that's their yeah. store yeah. also. Tabby Liquor in Brookville. Liquor, okay. It's right in downtown Brookville as you're traveling okay. through town. I, uh, Look on your left as you're going through. Lives in Brookville, so well, there you I, go. My aunt and uncle live out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like ten cousins. So maybe they're customers already. Yeah. So you, you grew up on the west side, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Um, yeah. So most of my family back at goes, you know, west siders. You know, she, she, I mean, my parents grew up in 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 Price Hill. Okay. Back in the 30s, you know, right. uh, and stuff. And then uh, my mom and dad moved out here in 1952, bought a little farm out here. And uh, so that's how I ended up out here, you know. So I was born and raised out here. But, uh, you know, it's uh, good to see you kind of edging your way on out here. To <laughs> yeah, country, well, right? it's funny. My, my mom and dad, especially my dad, like growing up, for whatever reason, we'd only live in a house for like six years because he would just get bored. He'd want to <laughs> build yeah. a house or build, you know. So yeah. I was born and raised in. Uh, in Montford Heights, right okay. on Rumlin Road. That's where I was born. And then, then we moved to Cleves, like my seventh grade year. And then uh, moved to Harrison for a little bit. And then we moved to Okeana, which was a far drive from St. Yeah. X. Oh, sure. my goodness. I remember you, you, yeah. you saying that you had yeah. worked at a convenience store right Okeana there. Okeana Quick Stop. Yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> Best yeah. job I ever had. Yeah. Yeah. The NFL. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, it was, yeah. So then, uh, NFL just paid a little bit more. A little, a little better, yeah. Was, so yeah, then I went, when I went to college, my parents moved into Harrison. My sister went to Harrison High School, and then they okay. moved to St. Leon. So yeah, my dad just trying to just keeps going further and further out. See, so you, yeah. you're you're pretty good to cross the line there and get right to Indiana there. I, so I mean, yeah. But literally, my house, I, I mean, is. <laughs> 25 yards from Indiana. Yeah. I'm on like one of the That's last great. driveways. It's right. just right there. So, yeah. yeah. Around tax time, I'm, I'm really yeah. hurt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 So, are you on the Bubble oh, County no. side or are you on the Ripley County side? Or uh, uh, I'm on Hamilton County. Yeah. Don't get yeah. me started on that. Yeah. It's a clean podcast. Yes. Yes. We can edit it. Yeah. So, I imagine my parents grew up in Price Hill. Yeah. Well, Back then, Delhi was his hunting ground. You it's know, amazing. It's it is amazing. And the stories he would tell about hunting in what is now Delhi. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, Harrison so. now is where I live. Is I mean, yeah, sure. Right. Of, it's oh, it's growing in. so oh, fast. Yeah. Right. yeah, when I grew up, New Haven Road, there was a Phillips 66 yeah. and an Amaco station. Yeah. Right. That was it. Oh, so New Haven Road. Fields right. farmland out now there. It's, it's right. yeah. It's a booming... Uh, yeah, right. Now you say Phillips 66. Nobody knows what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's right. Terry just showed me where yeah. the good stuff is. <laughs> so we talked to you about going WLW Radio, and you do that in the afternoons now, and I enjoy listening to you on yeah, my ride home. Yeah, three to so six. So you and Eddie, Friday, uh, yeah. good team. I mean, it's just a... Just you know, it's a good team. You guys are a good mix. Good contrast. And, uh, yeah. Good, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we, yeah. we, we contrast yeah, a, little a little bit. bit. That's yeah. good. And that's yeah, good. Yeah, we have to have that. Uh, well, yeah, and, and it's good. It's good fun too. I mean. Uh, actually, I was listening to you on, uh, this evening on the way home. You kind of mentioned, you know, lighting things up a little bit. You guys are, you know, oh, with yeah, all so that's yeah, going on right now. I think the best thing we do in our show, and I, I hope that people like, is try to get a good balance of, you know, serious, light, yes, local, national, funny, you know. Yeah. Educational a little bit. Yeah, educational. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to do that, but, you know. We're drive time. You know, people are coming home from work yeah. and beat up all day. Ab- the last thing absolutely. you want to do is like, get a that's dissertation right. on right. That's uh, right. right. Middle, uh, you know, European politics, right? That's, yeah. that's not what we're looking <laughs> for. Right. So you want to laugh and just... Yeah. You know, be stupid for an hour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That's, well, we, that's why we do this. So, I mean, I mean, how do you guys come up with your topics and what, what's the? So, to start there? with a little history, uh, the name of our podcast is Cross Line Fifteen Twenty Four. 
So growing up, 15 was Dearborn County. So when you got a license plate, your your license plate started with 15 in Dearborn County. Okay. Franklin County, which is Brookville, and actually most of Batesville, started with a 24. So two of us here went to school at East Central, Dwayne and myself. So, the 15 so we were the 15 side. side. These guys went to Brookville High School. They were our rivals. They were the 24 side. Yeah. So at the same time, we didn't know it. We we known each other since the second grade. Right. We didn't know these guys till just a few years ago, and uh, we started talking about you know stuff we did at St. Leon. There's a Legion Hall out there. Teen dances. We, we'd go to teen dances because <laughs> yeah. it's right on the county line. Things were a lot close different. To the county line. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that's all right. Teen dances, and that's then we were thing. like talking about different bands at the te- like we realized well, we were at the same teen. We were at teen dances. We were all we were the same, same places, time. but just didn't know didn't each know other, you know, yeah. until so, thirty years later. So that's that's kind of how it came up with the name. It's cross the line fifteen twenty four. That's how we came up with the name of the podcast. And you know, we were just sitting sitting around the bar one night, and somebody. Somebody made a suggestion. <laughs> we ought to do a podcast, and we we're like, I guess, drunk enough to decide. Yeah, let's, let's do that. <laughs> we drug well, him into so it. Kind well, of but here we from there. But here we are. Hundred. We're hundred episodes in now. Yeah. I don't know how many countries we're in and yeah. downloads. I mean, yeah. it's been fun. Yeah. We've got to meet some people that we would have never met. Yeah. I mean, you for one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, so, but we've done some with Oak Island. You know, Maddie Blake. Uh, Robert Clotworthy, who's the okay. narrator of Oak Island. So I mean, yeah. we've got we've to meet, talk those to people. Guys on our podcast, who's great. You know, yeah. it's, it's so we've 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 talked to people and done things that outside of us starting this podcast, there we never ever would have done. Right. Yeah. And right. it's like you know, I tell these guys all the time. I have so much fun. I wouldn't care if anybody listened or not. This is just we just have such a great time, you know. We have a great time. We have a great time. I think you know. People love podcasts because it's they're conversational and you know easy listening. You're in your car, and yeah. Popping yeah. On. So yeah. you were asking about topics. So the one thing we all we try to keep it, we try to stay out of the political realm because we, we want to be we want everybody to listen. We don't want to turn folks off. Yeah. That doesn't mean we don't have our own opinions. Yeah. And I, and they I, don't I, bleed through bleed sometimes, <laughs> which we've been told. I'm, I'm you know, a little I, bit. You know, again, yeah. I think yeah. I think you guys try to stay out of it to a good stand on your radio station, but sometimes that's tough. It, yeah. it bleeds yeah. out, right? Yeah. Well, so. What's great is we found listeners who don't believe the same things we do, politically wise, but they put that off to the side, and, and that, yeah, that's, that's what's wrong yeah. with this country. People yeah. don't. Well, right. yeah, uh, they can't have a conversation right. and and go. Well, I disagree with you, but the, the conversation was right. fun. And, and one of our listeners, Kerry, I mean, he's constantly commenting, and his he's that perfect perfect listener. He's yeah. Different beliefs, but listens, comments, says, "Hey yeah. guys, you want He told us one night. Didn't he say, uh, "I think you guys might have crossed the line this yeah. week." <laughs> crossed the line. Yeah. 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 We, we just we try to find topics that we think you know. Comp- Sometimes we'll sit down and won't we'll have a topic, but end up with two hours worth of recordings because yeah. right. we, you know just start shooting a breeze at right. what's going on. Yeah. Uh, other times we try to hook up with. Uh, either distilleries. We've done several yeah. distillery that, things. That, that's, that would uh, be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So we, yeah, so we, like we should with, hook with, up. Yeah. We, we yeah. should get you yeah. to come down. To, yeah. Next time we go to Bartstown. So yeah. okay. we actually hook up with the actual distillers, right. and owners of the distillery. Uh, we did uh, Dan Crossing, yeah. uh, Monks Road, which it's not available in Indiana yet. Uh, there's a long story. It's the J.W. Dant family. Who ha- were part of the Beam family? Oh wow! They yeah. they opened a new distillery, a new event center. There's it's so we were able to sit down with the owner, sit down yeah. and his cousin about who's his running vision, it. Great. And it was excellent. We so, just, yeah, so we kind of hooked up. So <coughs> like with Mike and Terry, and I and, and I graduated from high school with Mike. We didn't right. run together, but I've known yeah. him for years we're, and we're years. Yeah, and then we had him and Terry on our podcast just to talk about the how they got in the liquor business, how they got in the store business, and how that whole thing functioned. And then you know, so we've gotten very close with them, and we went down to uh, to Bourbon Country, and they came that they invited us to a barrel pick. So and that was we've had ass. just an absolute blast. So so we helped them pick a a barrel of Yellowstone bourbon. There's uh, not many left. The limestone branch, ten bottles left. limestone branch, and and then the guy, a uh, guy by the name of Stephen Fonte, uh, took us through that process down there, and and 
he is just an absolute hoot of a guy. So we've done a podcast with him since now. We went down to Louisville to his place in Louisville. In his backyard. So it's, it's just, really? <laughs> yeah. He's a, he's a uh, distiller? No, he's he the, the brand, the brand, brand ambassador. ambassador for he will teach bourbon. you more about drinking bourbon than you ever thought Absolutely. you Absolutely. That, that's the cool stuff about bourbon. I mean, it's, it's just the stories and the history and yeah. the yeah. process and the, you know what I mean? And yeah. The, yeah, the, it's just great. It brings people together. together. It does. Yeah, it really it does. does. That. Absolutely. It really does. And, and so, you know, obviously, uh, like Alan said, we usually are, we usually have something in front of us when we're doing the podcast. and, and But that's not what our podcast is all about, right. bourbon. Even though, right. you know, we reference bourbon a lot on the podcast. <laughs> But, uh, we drink but, a lot of bourbon. We drink a lot of bourbon on the podcast. But, but yeah, sometimes we just tell stories of life. You know, kind of like you know, some, you know um, something you know crazy funny happened to one of us, so we said tell that story, and uh, and sometimes that's the that's the topic. Well, I, I mean, just from my perspective, doing radio, you know, obviously you got to have topics, and, sure. and I'm a by nature, I'm a very like scheduled oriented right. like boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. but I, i've learned that you have to be able to right. branch off and yeah, when right. something takes you there don't fight it exactly it shows the real side of right. what you're really yeah. doing and, what you're and the goal is, is the stories i mean the, yeah. most of the comments i get when people are like man that show was great it wasn't like me talking it was about some time it was like i was telling a story right yeah that that's that's yeah. Gold, well, i think right? that's what people like i think our our better ones is when we have somebody come and we interview and very often you know we get them started and they just go yeah and and, and we've had that happen numerous times and they're some of the best podcasts we, we had uh uh the the priest who is the exorcist for the archdiocese of Life is so funny. So I had somebody talk to me. You know who Steve Noltner is? Yeah, he owns uh, Steve's BP and Steve's... Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he was. I saw him last night. He's like, he, uh, just stop. I gotta. Yeah. I gotta say one thing. It's a funny thing because we're driving up here, <laughs> and he and and we he were, mentioned Steve, and I said, "What's his last name?" And nobody in the car could remember it. And you just said, <laughs> yeah. uh, "It's Steve from Sonoka." Last night, no, I, I know yeah. who he was. And so anyway. He's like, I sent you, like, a while ago, did you get that story I sent you? I'm like, no. And he goes, he's like, yeah, like, one of the few exorcists in the world is, like, five minutes from your parents. Yeah. I'm like, right. oh, yeah. 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 So I was literally looking at it. He sent me the story. Father Vince. Yeah. yeah. Father Vince. You guys had him on? We, we had, had a podcast. Yeah, was, it was yeah you want a riveting. If so you, you guys got to him first. I'm going to get him on. I'm just telling you. Listen, listen, listen to the podcast. And he's very. He, oh, yeah. Oh, he's he's very very it's just nonchalant. Yeah. It's just like. Because yeah. we asked him, you know, well, tell us a story. And he just and just goes, and you're like. And we're all sitting there like, you know, little kids. Your seat. Oh, oh, my goodness. Yeah. And it was just amazing. But funny, man. But so fun. And so again, without. Just you know, the fluke of us really starting this the podcast. We don't we, t- we don't talk we don't have that kind of fun or talk to those people. Or, yeah, you know, yeah, sitting. Yeah. Well, for us, it's, it it started out you know at the beginning of COVID. Alan, we were supposed to start right when COVID was hitting. Well, Alan got sick and was down for yeah three weeks, three and a oh, half wow. weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was down, down. So then a couple weeks later, we finally decided we were going to get together, and that's kind of how we started. And it was just you know the camaraderie. It was the yeah. four of us and our wives. You know, that's table nineteen. Our wives are over here. They're yeah. not table nineteen. Wow. Table twelve. <laughs> table nineteen. Together. Right? So, <laughs> yeah. They keep us straight. But Absolutely. so they're there, and so they hang out. We hang out at the bar, and they're there, you know, doing what they do, and, and that's just... And usually there's some form of buffet. Yeah, there's food. food. We, so, we yeah. don't miss food. <laughs> As you can tell. I, 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 isn't it amazing, though, like, I mean, no matter what age you are, you go to a part, like, like the men kind of congregate. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. like junior high, right? Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, yeah. well, see, we've all been married a long time, so yeah. they're tired of us anyway. Oh, so yeah, yeah, they're yeah. like, yeah, go over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Speak but that's for, for us. For yourself, I mean, Dwayne. Oh, yeah, Helen's the newlywed newly newly <laughs> oh, okay good. but anyway i mean for us it's, it's the camaraderie yeah. of it too and i mean it got it kind of got us through the first year of covid was you was know we were when yeah, nobody was, was going anywhere we'd get together on a friday night have dinner and drinks and have it record a podcast and and it was just good to be with friends that right. you and then we ended yeah. up in 
dinner midway through the week a couple times. Yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, that happened quite often. We, well, anyway, we were, it's Wednesday we were, night. I'm not cooking. Uh, uh, just go we, were, we were trying to support the local business. No, yeah, 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 that's yeah. it. Yeah. Tip the waitress. Yeah. wrong with that. That's yeah. right. We used that. Right. Good deal. And, and, and we all found that for the first times in our lives, we were all essential employees, too. That's that was, true. That we were all essential. New thing for all of us. How about that? We were worth something for once in our lives. So anyway, we've had, yeah, we've just had a great time with it. And uh, appreciate guys like you being well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to take the time. And, you know, any time. You know, you guys. Yeah. Careful have, have what you say. Yeah, yeah, careful what you say. <laughs> come back if there's uh, something. Uh, you know. Well, we yeah. got a couple dates we're going to yeah. share with you, and and if it's in your schedule, you yeah, can contact yeah. us, so and, La- and we'll Larry go from Reed, there. Reedy, who was on the yeah. show previously, I think you talked to. He's a big gun guy. Big. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 So we're doing a shoot. We haven't picked a date yet, but we're doing a shoot out at his place on a Sunday. And it will be a good time. So I, yeah. I am a huge gun guy. Yeah. Like, and I don't, I don't hunt. I'm not against hunting. Or I yeah. just didn't grow up doing it. Right. I go right. pheasant hunting like once a year with these guys. It's yeah. a great time. But, yeah, guns and shooting are my thing. I reload my own ammo. I'm like way awesome. out there. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> I got, yeah. Well, he's got a couple books out, too, so uh, you want a good, so, good yeah, read. Say my, my They're interesting, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I like the, uh, yeah, just the precision of it, especially re- reloading. Just kind of the the whole science of, you know, you put uh, 5.8 grains of uh, powder in it, and your your you know your spreads that big, and you put six in, and boom, that thing's tightening. Right. You know what I mean? So it's uh, this is kind of fun to screw around with, and you know, yeah. And you're kind of gotten into the science of it, not just oh, the yeah. bang bang part. That's the analytical bit. part coming, right? And I've also <laughs> been into the. Uh, I'm sure you guys have done this if you have guns. You know, you tell your wives, they're investments. That's true. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you're so investments. You're tractors, right? just so you know. Just like tractors. <laughs> For some <laughs> tractors. Yeah. All of our toys are That's investments. Right. That's right. never lost a nickel on anything. That's right. They accrue. They accrue That's right. So that's fun. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, Rocky, I have a, I have a, a football question, right? Yeah, far away. It's just... What was your aha moment in your career when you stood there and said, wow? Like, in, in just in terms of, like, I can do this or I love this. Or you, this just happened to you. Um, I would say um, I, I grew up a Notre Dame fan, right? right. So that was okay. my, you know, so to get a scholarship there was a dream come true. Right. So for me, like, how I got my scholarship was um, – I was I was being recruited by Michigan really hard, Notre Dame hard, and then heading into my senior year, uh, and, and all, all recruiting has changed so much since sure. I've been around. But but they had a, a, a football camp in the summer, and they're like, "Hey, we like you, but we like to kind of see you in person." So I got up there, went to Notre Dame camp, and I was there not two minutes. And Bob Davey, who's who was my head coach and another coach, put me on a golf cart, took me to the other side of the whole practice field and put me through like a private workout and then right on the spot uh, Bob Davey goes uh, yeah we, we'd love to offer you a scholarship to the University of Notre Dame and I'm like awesome me? Like, <laughs> awesome you know yeah. it's like you know I want to say yes I'm, I'm in but like you know you gotta say yeah I'll think you about play it play cool like, play yeah. cool right, right so so that was one because that was again a, a, a childhood dream and then Getting drafted was was really cool. You know, like my, my parents are, are are the best, and they've been with me my whole journey of sports in my entire life. I, I wouldn't be here, wouldn't accomplish anything I've accomplished without them. And um, so, like the day of the, the the weekend of the draft, you know, back then the draft was on a Saturday and a Sunday. Rounds one through three were on Saturday, four through seven were on Sunday. So the first day comes and goes. And I didn't think I was going to go on the first day anyway, but. Um, Second day is going, and then you know some of the teams that are interested, and they're not going, they're not picking. You're like, oh man, you start to sweat <laughs> a little bit, right? And then all of a sudden, the phone rings, and you know it was a six one five area code, which is you know Nashville, right. Tennessee, and I, I couldn't even tell you who. I think it was a general manager. I, I don't know, but I'm like, yeah, you know, yeah, yes. And you're like, hey, this is uh, so and so with the Titans. We're gonna go ahead and draft you, and. And, and I'm on the phone with him, and my parents are right there like, what? Who is it? Who is it, right? And, I, and I'm, I'm going, look at the television. And I'm like, tell him, like, without, I'm like, look at the television. Look at the television. And then, you know, and then it, it goes, uh, Rocky Boyman, Tennessee Titans. And my dad, who's a man's man, like, he, he ain't, he don't cry. He's not sure. an emotion. Fell to the floor, 
tears you know wow. my mom the whole thing man and so wow. that was uh that, that was That's a special cool. experience to you know again just because they were had so much you know reason for for me actually being That's awesome. to be in that position so That's that i remember my first nfl practice first uh one of my first nfl practices is probably like a, in a, like a training camp yeah. it was after practice when i first realized i was like i, I can do this you know what i mean like That's i can great. do the the pro game, I, I, I'm talented enough. I, I can do this. You know what I mean? So that yeah. that was a pretty cool feeling to, you know, then to go on and have a eight-year career and stuff. So, awesome, yeah. great story. That's yeah. why I asked. I Absolutely. wanted to hear where it came from. Absolutely, very good, man. I, yeah. I heard uh, McPherson, the kicker's. I don't know if it's true or not, but somebody told me that his very first game, he kicks his first field goal, and he goes to the end. He goes, and the guy guess his mom was at the end, and she's like. Can you believe this? His mom goes, can you believe this? This is my first NFL game. And he goes, yeah, me too, mom. You're like, wow, that's a huge moment in the person's right, life. Right. And then see yours, yeah. I thought it was yeah, great. It was, it was, uh, so, Rocky, right, you talk about cool. your dad and, and yeah. just that moment, how it hit him. You know, we're all, we're all parents. And I know you're you're a dad now. you got some young Yeah, i got three and, boys. And, yeah. And I tell you, I, I think probably to every one of us, we've had moments in our children's lives where – it was just, you know, you know, we just got number one for me. How blessed I am yeah. with my children. Absolutely. And uh, and sometimes that just hits you, you know, just some some it's moment a, in their life, and it just it just hits you, yeah. like wow, you know. And uh, no, it's uh, I mean, my, my son, my son's eight now, and, and we're still buddies, man. We we really are. And uh, but I remember. You know, he didn't do it now as much, but, like, when I would pull in and come in from work, the best part of my day was pulling in the garage and seeing the door open into the house and him running out. You know, Dad, you know, I can say, again, he's got a little – now the middle one kind of does it, so it's still so kind of sweet. But, no, being, being a dad's the best. I wouldn't uh, – you know, I, I've I've been places. I've, you know, seen parties. I've seen – you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't have any desire to – you know what I mean? Like, I want to – Hang on, my kids. That's and, great. Uh, yeah, yeah, hang on to them. They grow right. up real quick. Yeah, I know. I know. To, yeah, all all of us are up. Now. Yeah, I got yeah. grandbabies running around my oh, house wow. now. Yeah. So that's the that'll be the best thing. Yeah. You'll you'll never. Yeah, that's you'll think the kids are great until the grandbabies hit, and then it's <laughs> like, man, if I could have just done this first. I told my you got to figure it out. Yeah, well, my daughter had her first grandson, and I was holding him one time, and I said, man, I told my daughter, I said, man, if I'd known grandkids were this much fun, I'd have skipped that and went to this first. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, thanks, Dad. That's you know? right. That's right. That's a very, very good You get point. to aggravate them when they get yeah. older, absolutely. and it's fun. Yeah, absolutely. Good. Good deal. So we should probably let you go, because I know you got to get yeah. going. So I'm a member of the Staven Thief Society, which are the bourbon stewards okay. around the world. Uh, so we're big on challenge coins. So okay. as uh, Staven Thief and Cross the Line, as a thank you for being on our podcast, one of our challenge coins. Very Okay, so what do I do with the challenge? Just hold That's on to that yours. sucker. Okay. <laughs> it, it's an investment. <laughs> <laughs> Just look up challenge coins. Military does a lot of challenge yep. coins. Yeah. Okay. Stuff like so there's that. a history behind it. There's a yeah. history okay. behind it. Very yeah. cool. So. No, listen, I really appreciate you guys having me out. This was fun, BS, and then we'll uh, we yeah. do it again. All right. Awesome. Thank, thank you very much. All right. We'll thank you. Thank you, guys. Take thank care. Thank you. Appreciate thank it. Again, thanks again to Batesville Liquor for having me out. Yes. Fantastic. You're welcome. Yes, thank All you. Right, guys. All right. Take appreciate care. It. Yep. We all know there's nothing like that taste of fresh honey. It's pure as can be. All natural. Check out Hoosier Creek Farm right outside of Brookville, Indiana. You can find them on Facebook at Hoosier Creek Farm. Learn a little bit about beekeeping, what it takes to get that fresh honey. Remember, how do you know it's pure honey if you don't know the beekeeper? Hoosier Creek Farm. Proud to be one of our sponsors at Cross the Line 1524. Batesville Liquor Co., located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana, is your one-stop shop for all your alcohol needs. They've got wines, they've got seltzers, they've got beers, they've got vodka. Any spirit you could think of, they've got it. You want some Jim Beam? They've got it. 
You want some hard truth out of Nashville, Indiana? They've got it. Or maybe you're looking for some Michters. They've got it. Or maybe you're just a bush-like guy. Guess what? They've got it. They run specials every week. They do tastings, wines, beers, seltzers. Did you say you're interested in barrel picks? They've got the biggest selection of barrel picks around. Barrels they've hand-selected themselves to share with you. Their newest one is the 1792 Single Barrel Select Pick. Especially for Batesville Liquor Co. in Batesville, Indiana. Get it while it's still there. Batesville Liquor Co. located at 315 Shopping Village in Batesville, Indiana. Or Tebby Liquors, located on Main Street in Brookville, Indiana. Tell them the Cross the Line 1524 crew sent you. Once again, that was our podcast out of Batesville Liquor Co. with Rocky Boyman. Uh, he was there signing his book. So I implore you, if you like listening to what Rocky had to say, go to Amazon. You can buy his book. Uh, it's a great read. doesn't take that long. It's one of those nice set down, get comfortable and read it books. Uh, it's, it's about principle. And uh, as you can tell, listening to Rocky, he's all about principle. Good guy. The book is entitled Rocky's Rules. Get you a copy. I'm hoping in the near future we're getting back on the podcast here at the Rusted Nail Speakeasy, and I promise the audio will be just a wee bit better. For all our listeners who are in the tri-state area, Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky, uh, we will be having on March 12th, Indiana Maple Syrup Weekend. We host uh, on Saturday here at the Stanger Sugar Shack, and we invite all of you to come out. All the folks from across the line, 1524, be there. We'll have plenty of maple syrup, maple goodies, honey products from both Bischoff Sunrise Farms and Hoosier Creek Farm, uh, as well as Gage Pace will be here with Top Sail Hemp, uh, Benevolent Sun Botanicals, and the Ember Lighthouse. So it, it'll be a fun weekend. Once again, that's Saturday, March 12th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. We'd like to put a big shout out there to Mike and Terry Gardner from Batesville Liquor Co. for letting us host the interview with Rocky during his book signing. Uh, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. It was great to meet Rocky, and it was great to see all the folks out there again to support both Rocky, Batesville Liquor Co., and a podcast. So for Dwayne Bischoff, Jeff Montag, Ruben Hunt, I'm Alan Stanger, and you've been listening to Cross the Line 1524. Hey, no attention to the bottle, Me out the door.